Welcome to the West Virginia Writers Podcast, a service of West Virginia Writers Incorporated, the Mountain State's largest all-volunteer nonprofit organization dedicated to writers. Established and incorporated in 1977, West Virginia Writers continues to support writers and writing statewide through program sponsorship, an annual writing contest, and an annual Summer Writers Conference. This podcast is dedicated to promoting the organization, its members, and events, as well as writers throughout Appalachia and beyond. And now, broadcasting from atop a hill in Mercer County, here is your host, El Presidente, Emeritus. Thank you, Gertrude, and hola, listeners. Welcome to Episode 23 of the West Virginia Writers Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Fritzhughes. This is the first new podcast episode of 2010, or 2010, depending on your preference. It's also the first new episode we've had in a while, being as how I took some time off in December to catch my breath. Well, actually, I was only breathing when I wasn't busy stuffing mass quantities of holiday food down my gob. Holiday food being, of course, my favorite food group. The holiday and the New Year time are both filled with annual traditions, and one of West Virginia writers' traditions since 1982 has been its annual spring writing competition. The contest begins accepting entries January 2nd and runs through the end of March. Throughout the course of its history, the contest has awarded over $105,000 worth of prize money in a variety of categories. This year, we're giving out $5,400 total prize money for the 14 categories of the adult competition and $500 total for the three age group categories in our all-new, all-revamped New Mountain Voices Student Contest. Today, two podcast... Today's two-part podcast is meant to serve as something of a primer for the contest, helping those of you unfamiliar with it get a grasp, and to help those of you who've entered before get up to speed on the ins and outs of the various changes that have occurred to the contest. That said, before you continue listening to this podcast, it might be helpful for you to have copies of our two contest entry forms on hand for reference. Those can be found available in both PDF and doc formats at our contest webpage, wvwriters.org slash contest.html. I'll give you a moment to go print those out. That should do it. Helping me in the cause today are two guests who are no strangers to the contest. Making his first podcast appearance since Episode 1 is West Virginia Writers President Terry McNemer. His work has been featured in the Johns Hopkins University Scribble Press, the drama textbook Young Women's Monologues from Contemporary Plays, and Traditions, the literary journal of Fairmont State University. His novella Ragdoll Angel tells the story of a kidnapping at a small mountain village in 1952. He'll be appearing as one of three featured authors in Morgantown Poets Winter Series at the Monongalia Art Center on January 21st. And he's won several previous awards in our annual writing contest, often in the humor category. Also no stranger to humor is our second guest, Steve Goff. For those of you who attended the 2009 Summer Conference, you might recognize Steve from the Friday Night Entertainment stage, where he served up some stand-up comedy. He also served as the contest administrator last year and is continuing in that role for 2010. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be Hello. here. Before we get to the descriptions of the contest categories, I thought it would be good to talk a little bit about the contest in general terms, such as the eligibility requirements, not only for the entries themselves, but also who is eligible to enter them. Well, uh, Eric, an entry must be a West Virginia resident or a current member of West Virginia Writers. Uh, entries must be original work. of The, the entry must comply with category cons- uh, descriptions, limitations, and procedures. Uh, if you've won money with the cash awards before, uh, you're not eligible. Remember that if you won before, uh, won money, but if you've uh, just got an honorable mention, you can re-enter. Uh, published works are those accepted for pub- publication 
prior to January 1st, 2010, and they're not eligible. Uh, a work will be considered published if it has been printed in a publication with a distribution of 1,000 or more, or if it has been published on a web page that has received or could receive 1,000 more viewers annually. And it's information like this and lots of details that's at our website. Uh, uh, those are the, the basic eligibility requirements. So the, the works themselves can't have, ha- can't have won a cash prize in any past annual competition. That's correct. Yes. Actually, when we say West Virginia residents or current members of West Virginia writers can enter, that means that people could live out of state. Yes, and we get a lot of out-of-state entrants, and uh, what they need to do, they they will uh, join the organization. They pay a membership fee to get in the organization, and then that allows them to to enter uh, being from out-of-state. And we do. Last year we got over 20 uh, different states that – uh, we got entries from over 20 different states, so it's a contest. It's got some uh, uh, not just local appeal, statewide, regional. Uh, we had entries from California, Washington State. Uh, so the contest, the word about the contest is getting around. I remember a couple of years ago we had uh, entrants from as far away as Dubai. That's correct. Um, and last year, Terry, where was that one entry we had from a, a, a military base? The island. Well, it was, it was actually the the Faroe Islands off off the coast of uh, the Scandinavian countries. So that was a pretty good pretty good postage due on that one. <laughs> yes, it was. Let's let's hear it for the internet and and the good networking of West Virginians. Why don't we talk about the adult competition categories? And we can just kind of list most of them right now and go back and get into some of the specifics as we go along. Okay, um, the categories uh, in the adult uh, side are. Uh, Inspiration, I think we'll talk a little bit later. That's a new category. That's up to 5,000 words of poetry or prose. Uh, we're accepting scripts this year, all lengths, um, stage plays and screenplays, and that's part of the Joe McCabe uh, Memorial uh, Award that we do. Let's talk a minute about Joe McCabe and why we're doing this award. Terry, I'll let you speak to, to that. Well, I met Joe at my first conference. And uh, I don't know what his position was as an officer at that time, but he was uh, one of the most uh, encouraging people I've ever met, and uh, an outstanding, an outstanding uh, scripts author. And his his plays have been performed half halfway around the world, all over the United States and London, and and uh, he he couldn't do enough for West Virginia writers and. And he left a, a very big hole when he passed away, and immediately we named this uh, award after him. He's, you know, he's he just left that big of a of a, an imprint on us. He did indeed. Uh, the next category on the list is nonfiction. Yes, uh, nonfiction up to five thousand words includes articles, essays, and memoirs. Uh, very popular category: children's books and full-length books for use uh, eight, up to age sixteen. Uh, and that is you submit three chapters up to 5,000 words uh, and a one-page synopsis. Uh, we don't accept artwork, but uh, that's a fun category. Uh, humor category, once again, up to 5,000 words, prose or poetry. Uh, Appalachian writing, both prose and poetry, up to 5,000 words. Uh, book-length prose, uh, fiction or nonfiction, and that's uh, a 7,500-word limit and a one-page synopsis, uh, and that has a $12 entry fee. We'll talk about our entry fees a little later. Uh, long poetry, short poetry. Um, long poetry is poetry 21 lines, uh, 21 lines. Of at least 21 lines. Maximum four pages in length, any form. Short poetry is 20 lines or shorter in length, any form. 
Uh, short story. This is a category where we get uh, probably more entries uh, every year. Uh, short story fiction, and that is up to 5,000 words. Uh, then we have, for new writers, our emerging writers poetry, which is any poetry form up to four pages. And alongside of that, of course, is the emerging writers prose, and that's up to 5,000 words. And you could specify fiction or nonfiction. So that's our uh, category list for the year. Now, who qualifies for the emerging writers? Emerging writers should should have never won a cash prize in the West Virginia Writers Contest. They're they're eligible then. So it's not just their work that can't have won previously, like the rule state for for everything else. It's it's that they themselves cannot have won anything in the the contest previously. Right. And we mentioned the inspirational category, which is one that we've done in the past as part of a specialty category that changes from year to year. So this is its turn to come back around. There were a lot of re- requests for the inspirational category. We we have a lot of people who write that style in a you know in a nonfiction and fiction format, and a, and a lot of poetry. And uh, there were there were many requests for it. So we we you know we try to keep in tune with what our members want, and and that one made its way back in. Uh, you know, for some folks, uh, I've had some questions about it, and I was a little uh, not not clear what I did was. I went to a couple bookstores, and you go to any bookstore nowadays, you'll find an inspirational writing uh, area, uh, and uh, it, it really is a broad, wide-open category. Uh, it, it covers a lot of ground, and uh, so I would invite anybody that, has, that feels that they want to write something that's of inspirational value, uh, we have a category for you this year. And it's not not necessarily just faith based, you know. If, if a person inspires you or a moment, you know, that's 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 all legal. You know, it's 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 a good category. Now we talked about the uh, children's book and full length books for youths. Um, that again is submitting three chapters of up to five thousand words. But a lot of people have questions each year, and we have it on our contest form that that artwork is is not able to be considered. Um, can we explain a little bit why we can't take the artwork? We're interested in the storytelling of the text, and we certainly know with children's books, that combination is what makes a children's book so magical, the, the text and the illustration. But for our purposes, we have judges who are familiar with that world and can take that text and see the story within it, and of course not with the illustration perhaps the, the writer has in mind, but get a good feel for, for what a good children's book that would make. And the artwork, some people would have it in and some people wouldn't, so we just decided to rule it out entirely and deal with the storytelling of the text. And Terry, I believe you can speak to the humor category, uh, since you've won in it so often. It, it says up to 5,000 words, prose or poetry, but people might not get immediately how open that is to such a wide variety of different things. Well, there's there's so many different brands of humor, you know. And there's there's humorous poems. There's and poems can actually be the you know in the, if it's poetic form, it could actually you know if you've written a funny song, for instance, you could you could convert that to a poem and and and, and submit it. If uh, I've heard you, know, you do that in a bar uh, before. <laughs> <laughs> I had to check some humor here, folks. We're on the humor category. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 real world time. Yeah. If you listen to the the comedy that's in the world today, uh, you know that it comes in in dark humor. It comes in uh, storytelling. Uh, you know, the animated style writing is just there's just a, they're just wide open. Anything that makes you smile, you could enter. 
last year we were, as we counted up uh, entries and, and took an inventory of uh, how, how folks entered, our humor category was down a little bit last year, and we were wondering whether it was the economy. And, of course, part of the reason was Terry McNamara wasn't eligible because he's president, and, and with his entries out, we were kidding him about that. Well, technically, Terry is eligible to enter even as president, and we'll talk a little bit later as to the contest coordination system mm-hmm. and how it's pretty much impervious to cheating. Oh, yeah. But... I think Terry and I both subscribe to the same philosophy, which is that if the president enters and wins a cash prize, it might cause one or two people to wonder if there's a connection there. Now, that said, I've entered the contest in all but two of the past seven years or so, and, and I've only ever won one cash prize. So with those odds, I probably shouldn't have worried about it. I, th- I think that's just a great decision. I think Western Riders should maintain that for protocol. It does. You don't want any questions. You don't want anybody to say you just uh, everything... The way you're running it now is the best way to run a contest. But the one time I ever won was in Appalachian writing, and I thought it might be good to talk a little bit about Appalachian writing and what that could encompass. But I've, I've even uh, had a few writers to call and ask what qualifies as Appalachian writing, and there's 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 a lot of different tacks on that. You know, you can do it with with writing about Appalachia and its people. And it doesn't have to be long ago. It can be, you know, the, the people here now. You can do it with with voice, you know, with a with a strong Appalachian voice, so, uh, like Denise Jardina does, and and her work, you know, her Appalachian stories. You can do it with with feel, you know. It, uh, Jane Ann Phillips writes, and and when she's when she's done with her description and her background of the story you, you you're you're in West Virginia there's no no question about it or or you know others do it with Kentucky Lee Maynard does it with his tales of the hills and travels through West Virginia and Kentucky and beyond it's just you know it's just a it's it's just a great category when you mentioned uh, Lee Maynard uh, good anecdote from last year he was our judge for West Virginia Appalachian uh, poetry and prose and it was fun talking with him over the course of the, of the months, and uh, great guy. And at the end of the contest, he asked me some questions about the totals and all. And and Lee Maynard was really disappointed. He said it was, he loved the writing. He, the winners were great to pick in that category. But overall, he was disappointed in the limited scope of the the topics that were taken on under Appalachian writing. That every that that we we didn't do what Terry was talking about, and look at other opportunities to call it Appalachian writing. And um, so that it is uh, maybe to rethink that and uh, uh, come in with something that that uh, nobody's read before. Yeah, if they if, if they entered a short story that has that feel, they could enter it as well. Yes. Uh, to a different judge in Appalachian, you can enter one story in several areas. You know, if, it, if it's funny, if it's Appalachian, if it's a short story, you could enter all three if you wanted. Which brings us to the new fee structure for the contest this year. We tried something a little bit experimental last year, and this year it's probably more straightforward, I would say. Yes, we're just, we've decided this year to go with a flat $10 fee per entry across the board. The only exception is it is a $12 entry fee for the book length prose. That's the category with 700, uh, 7,500 words. It's a $12 entry fee, and the others are all $10. Now, the contest, the first phase of the contest runs through March 15th. And up until that date, uh, the entries are just $10 uh, across the board, except for the book length. After the 16th, the 16th through March 31st, there's a $2 late fee per manuscript that must be part of what you send in. We get an awful lot of folks. We're all writers, so deadlines are things we like to see moving a little bit. We don't mind paying that $2 uh, uh, late fee. 
but it has to be per manuscript, and uh, we'd like to see you get them in as soon as possible. You had mentioned before that some categories have fewer entries than others, and we would like to see those uh, increase each year. But one way to look at it from the entrance standpoint is if they submit to one with traditionally fewer entries, then they have a better chance of winning. The odds of them not winning are, are greatly decreased. What are some of the categories that traditionally have had fewer? Well, uh, <coughs> scripts. The um, scripts, screenplays, stage plays, uh, that's a category. Uh, there, there weren't a lot of entries last year. Uh, let's see. Book-length prose, sometimes we're a little short on that. Uh, humor was down last year, as I said. You know, we could use increases across the board, but, but right off the top of my head, the stage uh, category, uh, screenplay, um, all lengths is the category that probably needs a little shot in the arm. What are some common pitfalls that people have when submitting their entries? There's, there's some of the stuff that we all kind of uh, happens to us when we're, we're in a hurry. We just don't pay attention to the directions. Uh, little things like signing your check and making sure the amount's right and who it's made out to. Um, on this end, we had uh, close to 1,000 entries last year. And so we handle a lot of paper, and it really helps us on this end if everything is is uh, ready to go and, and looking good. As far as um, some of the entry things, what uh, so you kind of touched on this, you can enter in a lot of different categories. If you think a piece of writing can ring a bell in, in humor and nonfiction and Appalachian writing, there's three categories for one piece of writing. And uh, along the same lines, somebody mentioned earlier, we do change judges every year. So if you entered a piece of humor that you thought was the funniest thing ever, and this judge, the judge last year, didn't react to it, we're going to have a new judge in place, and it's just like telling one person a joke and they get it, you tell another person they don't, same thing could happen with your piece of writing. So uh, don't be afraid to enter pieces that you entered last year or any other time. Provided, of course, they've never won a cash prize before. And, and just have fun with this, and, and uh, don't put it off. You can hear it from anybody, but uh, the sooner you do it, the better. And... Uh, you have to enter to win. That's a very important step there, uh, not only the entering part, but there's there's actually a little more to it than that. A couple of years ago at the Huntington Book Festival, there was a lady that came up to the West Virginia Writers' Table there, and we were telling her about the contest, and she seemed very excited about this, and she promised she was going to enter immediately. And this went on for a few minutes, and she was asking us questions about the various categories. And, and toward the end of our conversation, she looked at me and with all earnestness said, Now, do I actually have to write this? <laughs> and I just looked at her and, and said, Yes, yes, you do. And it is a writing contest, so theoretical pieces or descriptions of stories yet to be written, synopses, they're, they're not acceptable as entries, except in the case of, I guess, the uh, the book-length prose, where you do need a synopsis. But <laughs> Yes, the uh, the West Virginia Mentalist competition is held in October, and so if you wanted to read your mind uh, without writing it, uh, that would be the place to go for that. And that's going to wrap us up for Part 1 of the Contest Podcast. Part 2 will be along shortly, if not already. In it, we'll be discussing the mechanics of coordinating this contest, and we'll give you the full skinny on the all-new, all-renamed and revamped New Mountain Voices Student Writing Contest, which is being coordinated by Nadine McKinney. We'll also be getting a sneak peek at not only some of the judges for the overall contest, but President Terry McNamer will give us a look behind the curtain at a few of the guests who'll be appearing at the 2010 Summer Conference. 
Join us shortly for part two. And as always, thanks go out to Pops Walker for his generous loan of music for this podcast recorded atop a hill in Mercer County.